Thanks for tuning in to this Groundswell Startups podcast. Today, we have the Director of Sustainability for the City of Orlando, Chris Castro. In 2014, the City of Orlando was one of 10 cities selected in the United States to participate in the City Energy Project. Chris, what has that project looked like on the ground? The City Energy Project is really this national effort to cut energy waste in the largest buildings and make America's cities more healthier and more prosperous through energy efficiency. And this was really launched by the Institute for Market Transformation and NRDC, who collectively saw the opportunity that it had to, again, boost local economies, create jobs, and, and really uh, position these, cedars, these cities to be leaders uh, in the space of, of shaping the next generation of energy efficiency strategies for communities nationwide. And so in selecting these 10 cities, that, to my understanding, is um, they wanted to really select a variety of small, medium, and large-scale cities that, um, that really showed uh, opportunities for not only cutting energy waste, but also reducing greenhouse gas emissions. And so Orlando, um, being one of the larger cities within, within the state of Florida and a growing city at that, um, they saw that our downtown um, had a, a decent size amount of buildings and had a great opportunity for us to really create this market for efficiency. Great. And from that initiative, what models came as a result that were able to be adopted elsewhere? So the whole premise is to create these tailored policies and program packages for cities around the country and starting with these 10 cities. And uh, some of those include policies around building benchmarking and transparency, the act of essentially getting a miles per gallon for a facility uh, based on how efficient it uses energy and water and making that transparent to the public so that upon real estate decisions, people are taking into account uh, these factors of efficiency uh, wherever they want to live, work, and play. And so that happens to be a very replicable policy that other cities, small, medium, and large scale, can implement uh, by working with their business community and can provide tools to the marketplace, i.e. lenders, brokers, owners, managers, tenants, um, th those tools uh, for those individuals to make those informed decisions about where we want to live and work. Um, so that's a big one. The other one is really trying to tackle other things such as energy financing and the cost barrier to implementing a lot of these energy efficiency measures. And um, one of the more replicable programs is called PACE financing or property assessed clean energy. And this is a mechanism where through a special tax assessment, a building owner can get 100% of the financing to, let's say, improve the lighting or get a new AC system or even put solar on their building. And over the course of a long term, between five and 20 years, you can impose a tax assessment and repay that through the property taxes on an annual payment. Um, it's a very creative mechanism to, again, provide capital up front without any out-of-pocket expense and make those in qualified improvements and, through the savings, repay those over the property tax roll. Um, so PACE is something that we've adopted through the city of Orlando, and it's starting to be adopted widely across the country. We hope to see it be a clean energy strategy to uh, really tackle the finance barrier. Uh, and the last one is, um, or really the last one I'll mention is, working with our utility partners, them being a critical role in the transformation to a clean energy future, uh, we've been working closely with Orlando Utilities Commission uh, in order to develop new types of incentives, rebates, and even on-bill financed services 
um, that would, again, assist these building owners in getting a quicker return on investment and making the business case for uh, energy efficiency in their facilities. Great public and private relationships are being built. I'm also curious about the folks who, at the grassroots level, quite literally, are eating the landscape. Can you tell me a little bit about that initiative as well? Yeah, this is something I'm a part of outside of work. And uh, as mentioned, I'm uh, the president and founder of a nonprofit called Ideas for Us. And one of our programs is, is entitled Fleet Farming. And it's a social enterprise initiative where we're converting homeowner lawns into organic, edible landscapes. And through a creative sharecropping mechanism, we build it, we maintain it for the homeowner, and then the homeowner will get a portion of that, up to 10% of what we grow on their land as a repayment. And we'll take the majority of it, wash it, process it, and sell it to local restaurants, farmers markets, and even food trucks. And the cool thing is this is becoming a unique, replicable model for neighborhoods around the world to begin building capacity within their communities, uh, engaging students, elderly, and people really of all ages in growing food, and then using pedal power or bicycles in order to distribute that produce to local venues. And um, we're, we're fortunate to see some of the media outlets that we've been um, that we've been showcased in, such as NPR, All Things Considered, Smithsonian Magazine, Modern Farmer. They've gotten a lot of the attention out, not only around the country but around the world. Uh, right now, we have over 400 uh, communities who have signed up uh, to participate in a franchise membership that will launch later this year. That will allow these different communities to take fleet farming and implement that model. Uh, and start to address the, the local food uh, desert issues within our communities and within our cities. Um, so, so we're really excited about the prospects that fleet farming holds in putting kind of food production back in the hands of those who live within the community and essentially transforming underutilized land like our lawns that is growing St. Augustine grass and taking up all these resources and at least growing it, uh, growing organic food on it. Great. And, and Chris, both as a director of sustainability and as the founder of IdeasForUs.org, as you become more involved in this national dialogue and international dialogue, how does Florida measure up when it comes to equipping people at the grassroots level with funding and access um, to, to really scale their success? Well, I don't necessarily think we have the same type of leadership at the state level who really embraces the opportunities that resilience and sustainability and climate action has and holds for, for many other places around the country. Um, but that said, we do have an amazing amount of talent. We have wonderful universities, University of Central Florida, U University of Florida, USF, and many others are doing uh, a number around research in clean tech and innovations. Uh, we have the Florida Solar Energy Center, or FSEC, which is the only clean energy research institute south of the Carolinas really looking in on building efficiency, hydrogen, energy storage, and of course, solar PV and thermal technologies. And, and they're doing a lot of research also in electric vehicles. Um, and, um, and we also see that we have talent at NASA Kennedy Space Center uh, that is beginning to collaborate with cities and with universities and FSEC to, to kind of transition and transfer a lot of that knowledge that we've been using in the space race uh, into the clean energy race and, and helping to accelerate the transformation uh, to a clean energy future. So um, I think there's pros and cons that Florida faces as it relates to clean tech and, and um, kind of attracting uh, investors into our marketplace. But we are seeing that um, the collaboration within our universities 
And even local government leaders like Mayor Buddy Dyer here in Orlando are, are setting the precedent and they're not afraid to be the tip of the spear. And uh, regardless of what state politics stay and, and the gridlock we have in Congress, we're still moving forward to make our cities more healthier, more prosperous and more competitive on, on a global scale. If you want to hear more about Chris's traction and all this awesome stuff that's going on, be sure to check out the Social Good Summit in the Space Coast this October 5th at 5.30. We're going to be at the Lagoon House. Chris, thanks so much for these updates, and um, thanks for all the work that you do out there. You got it. Looking forward to being there. This Groundswell Startups podcast is brought to you by Novel Engineering. Everyone loves a win-win like social good businesses that benefit the world while also making a mad profit. Groundswell Startups, a high-tech nonprofit incubator serving Space Coast entrepreneurs, will host the Groundswell Social Good Summit this October 5th, 5.30 p.m. at the Lagoon House. To gear up for this event, tune into iTunes each Wednesday at noon to hear from social good panelists like Mike Aller, CEO and co-founder of Energy Florida. It has been interesting uh, to see sort of the the ebb and f- or the the flow and ebb really of, of venture capital in some of the clean tech areas. We'll also hear from Monica O'Cheney, principal of 3SC, a strategist who works in the public and private sector to implement high tech social good initiatives. To find solutions to this, then we need to be engaged in the process. While energy options are laid out, so we can decide collectively what's in our best interest. Right. That's why we had Amendment Four in the August ballot, and really that was a win. Joining O'Cheney in the national dialogue is. A Vice Chair, MIT Enterprise Forum of South Florida, Luis Pedamonte. Florida is ripe for expansion with its geographic location, natural resources, lots of business-friendly tax incentives, not to mention strong workforce training, infrastructure, and special opportunity incentives that a lot of states don't have. And don't forget the Director of Sustainability for the City of Orlando, Chris Castro. The whole premise is to create these tailored policies and program packages for cities around the country, and starting with these 10 cities. Aller, Ocheni, Pedamonte, and Castro are four of 12 thought leaders who will take the stage October 5th. The Central Florida Foundation will also announce a first-of-its-kind social good accelerator program as part of this special event. Visit www.swellstartups.com to register today.